What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey guys, I'm Kaylee Shore, and this is Too Much To Say. All right, uh, we did a best of episode last week, so I shared one of my favorite episodes that we've done, um, but this week is back to original content. I had some stuff come up last week and uh, just had to take take the week off from it, but we're back. I wanted to talk about things, um, all things crushes, like the kind you have as a kid in elementary school, the kind you have on celebrities, and the kind you have as an adult that are so freaking embarrassing you can like never look the person in the eye again because as kids were shameless kind of like I mean there's embarrassment but at the end of the day it's like you're a kid and you don't fully understand but I fully understood as an adult some of some of these crushes and I just like cringe just so cringe so cringe so speaking of cringe let's get started on the episode so my first crush ever was my best friend's older brother and it started when I was like five years old and I was obsessed with him. He sang in choir with me and in church and we were both homeschooled. So we would like do classes together and I would just like, I mean, I would freak out. Like I remember just trying so hard to look cool for like the gym class that we went to and, and all this stuff. And like, I, I was like six, like, I mean, what, what can make, I, I guess like brushing your hair, but I'm like, what did I really do? What could I really have done to make myself look better? And also he was two years older than me. He's an eight year old boy and he's looking at a six year old girl and he's like, ew, get away from me, you know? And I'm his little sister's annoying best friend who's just following him everywhere. And 
it just didn't stop. Like I, I wrote songs about him as soon as I started writing songs when I was six and I've read back through some of those at my mom's house and they're just so, so embarrassing. But I am a woman of action and I've never been able to just sit and watch life pass me by and not try to go for what I want. And I wanted, we'll call him Nikolai. Um, all of these will be pseudonyms. I'm not using anybody's real names, but okay. So I went to church camp with him and his little sister and I decided because I'd heard the George Strait song around this time, um, called check yes or no. It's the one that's like, do you love me? Do you want to be my friend? And if you do, well, then don't be afraid to take me by the hand. If you want to, I guess this is how love goes. Check yes or no. Check yes or no. Yeah, you get it. That one. So I basically just followed the steps of the chorus, and I wrote him a little note. And uh, I did this right before, like, Bible study or something like that. And it was some sometime when I knew he wouldn't be in his cabin and this is where it gets a little creepy. So I wrote it out and it was like, Do you want do you like me? Check yes or no. If you check yes, please meet me at the trash can outside the dining hall after dinner. And his little sister was such a good friend because she was probably so annoyed that I had a crush on her older brother and that like I would just freak out over him all the time and she always had to listen to it but she helped me break into his cabin and I will say break into because like we really weren't supposed to go in like did I have to break a window no did I have to fool a bunch of adults into thinking I was somewhere else yes so we broke into the cabin and I put the note on his bed and if he said no just for that reason Looking back, I wouldn't blame him. Um, he was probably like, how the fuck did this get in here? But his sister helped me, told me which bed was his because she knew what his blanket was. And it was just like, and I was nine years old at this point. So we run out laughing, whatever. So I'm like so nervous all through dinner. And I'm like seeing if he'll look at me. And like, I'm like, does does he like, does, did he see it? Did he see it? And then um, I he definitely, he definitely saw it. He definitely saw it. And um, so after dinner I go stand next to this trash can how romantic outside the dining hall and I must have stood there for like 30 minutes like it's so embarrassing in retrospect but I was so devoted to him I I was so obsessed with this kid and he was just like ew cooties (laughs) and that was that was a recurring theme I guess I like think I've always been in a very intense feeler of emotions. And so as a kid, like I couldn't just have a crush on somebody. I had to like want to marry them and become fully obsessed with them. So what it's either all in or all out for me. Like if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And with Nikolai, it was a hell yes. But from him, it was a no. Ultimately he saw the note. He made fun of it with his friends. I don't blame him now. Um, and he's happily married. So, um, <laughs> my second crush, we'll call him Steven. He was, um, it was sort of similar with him. We went to church camp together, but our parents were friends. So I'd known him since I was probably like two or three, but around the time that I was getting over my crush on Nikolai, I was like, Oh my God, Steven. Oh my God. He's the one. And he was like my best guy friend. So all of those songs about like having a crush on your best friend, like I, those resonated with me so hard. And I think I was probably 
I think I'm, I was about 10 or 11 when these things started happening. Probably actually 11 and hmm, I'm trying to do math here. Yeah, I'd say like probably, yeah, I was 10 or 11 when this all started and I would just listen to these songs and just like cry and I'd be like, he's never going to like notice me, like blah, blah, blah. And I was kind of a tomboy. Like I'm really a girl's girl, but there are a lot of boys things I like doing. Like I love superheroes. So him and I would always play with like superhero toys and stuff. And we always had like a ton of fun at his house and we'd like play like pirates on his, um, on his playground that he had and it was very fun. And we like, we really, really were good friends and our parents are best friends. So we were around each other all the time. And, um, but for him, I definitely was like much more of a tomboy than I normally was. Like when I was around him, I was like, I'm one of the guys, like (laughs) trying so hard for to make him love me. Um, so it all kind of, the only reason that came to an end, I did ask him one time to sit next to me after dinner at the last night of camp. Again, what a recurring theme. This was a different church camp though. Um, I'd left that embarrassment behind. I never returned to that other one. Uh, and I was like, will you come sit, uh, with me at dinner at the last, like it was the last night of camp and it was like a big thing. And like, you could ask people and like, whatever. So stupid. Um, and he was like, ew, cooties and ran off. And I was like, so, so embarrassed. (laughs) Like, and he, we ended up laughing about it, I suppose. He said he was joking, but like he is a 10 year old boy. He definitely thought I had cooties. So I continued to have a crush on him for a while. And then around his birthday, the following year, um, when I was 11, I went to his birthday party and it was a paintball birthday party. And I was one of only two girls there. And I thought that was super dope. And actually the other, the other, um, girl is now, uh, a trans man. So I was the only girl there. And, um, like I felt so cool because of that. I was like, Oh my God. Like, um, just felt so cool to be invited. And I was like, I'm one of the guys. And then I met his friend, his best friend who lived in Rhode Island and I lived in Maine and we're going to call him. Um, Oh, I didn't think of a student for him. We're going to call him Kyle. So I meet Kyle and like, it was like, Steven had never existed. Like I was just over him and I really liked Kyle and he asked for my number and we sat really close to each other on the couch. We all went back to Steven's house after paintball and like, it was just, it was actually a very cute, wholesome little relationship. And we ended up dating for a long time, actually, probably like seven months or something. And it was long distance. So again, back to the whole like melodrama big feeler thing I couldn't just have my first boyfriend at 11 years old I had to be in a long distance relationship where we like wrote each other like long letters and talked on the phone for like hours it was so ridiculous it was so ridiculous and um that was like really the only the only reason that my crush on Steven stopped but the funny thing is like uh Kyle went on to be my first kiss it was in a um photo booth at the mall and we actually decided to break up that day because we couldn't do the long distance anymore like it was just becoming too much for us but now to this day Kyle and I are still friends I got like had my high school boyfriend do something really mean to me one time and like not like abusive but like he was really shitty one time and I called Kyle and he was in town he picked me up and we went to Walmart and ate like sour gummy worms and like ran around and he was so nice so nice such a nice guy still talk to him every once in a while so not all crushes and in being completely crushed but uh, up next we're going to talk about my third crush which is 
probably where the cringe like is gonna yeah the, the cringe is like a physical pain so get ready we'll see you in just a second I don't know who we is me and my multiple personalities but I will see you in a second hey guys you know what this playground could use a wine country huh a redwood forest would be cool ski slopes wait did we just invent California Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. All right, so this, oh my God, I went and reread the things that I'm going to read to you myself, and I am like in physical pain. Um, okay, so my third crush obsession, just ridiculous phase was Justin Bieber. Um, I've joked about this on Twitter a few times, but a lot of people still don't know that my Twitter account actually originated as a Justin Bieber fan account, and that's why he still follows me, which is very funny as well. Um, I've never talked to him. He's never read my DMs and thank the fucking Lord. Cause I'm about to tell you how bad they are, but I found Justin Bieber through his song one time. So I got on board like really, really quick. Like he didn't have that many followers. I covered it on YouTube. And when I posted it, I really quickly found this like community of believers. I'm like 14 at this point, like maybe just a little too old for this, but also I was like, I might have a chance with him. Like I was, I was very obsessed. So I, there were these things called buyouts that Bieber fans would do, believers. Um, and it was just where you made your mom pack everybody up in the minivan and, and drive you to like a, a store where you bought CDs. So like Best Buy or Walmart or FYE, like some stores that aren't even around anymore. And you'd go and you'd buy every single copy of every single Justin Bieber CD they had. And like a group of girls would meet there. And he was known for kind of showing up to these quote unquote buyouts. And I don't know who started this trend, but what a fucking genius idea. What a genius idea. I feel like it had to have been like Scooter Braun's idea. And then like all of a sudden they like stage that Justin Bieber shows up to one and then everybody's like, Oh my God, I'm going to have one of these when he's in town for a concert. Cause he might come. 
And yeah, so like I didn't have any money to be doing that. Why did I need 10 Justin Bieber CDs? That's so stupid. We just, we loved, we loved him. We loved him so much. Um, so I definitely uh, abused my privilege um, to have him follow me because I figured out I could send him DMs. And oh my God, these are timestamped at 3.08 a.m. Oh my God. Oh my God, what was I doing? I was sliding in Justin Bieber's DMs at 3.08 in the morning as a 14-year-old. Like, this is this is bad. Um, okay, so it kind of had a little bit of a resurgence, but if you guys know the song that's like, you're a jerk, you're a jerk, I know, you're a jerk, that one. There was this dance fad called jerking, and I learned how to do it because I saw that Justin Bieber did it. And I got like halfway decent at it, but I was like, I was real cocky. I was real cocky. And I just was like, I'm going to make him, I'm going to be the perfect girl. He had this girlfriend, ex-girlfriend named Caitlin Beatles that like everybody kind of hated, but also like were obsessed with. Cause we were like, if we could be Caitlin Beatles, we could be like his first love. And like, yeah, it was absurd. And she like got to be famous in her own right within this like camp of believers. It was so funny. Like anybody who was friends with him, like he had friends named Chaz and Ryan and Christian and all of them got like massive on Twitter too. Twitter was a wild time in 2010. I'm telling you. So anyway, so these DMs that I was sending him at 3.08 in the morning, I'm clearly putting off reading them. Um, but so when I, when I use the term jerk, please know that I am referring to a very innocent, actually not even very sexual form of dancing. Um, but it, in retrospect, okay. I love L-U-V-U and all, but I'm definitely a better jerker than you. Take me on a date and I'll prove it when key face. Um, and then, you know, that's really bad, but also the fact that I sent it 35 times in a row. Yeah, that's also bad. Um, then we have, hey, Justin, you should prank call me. Let's see if you're a beast at prank calls too, because I am and gave him my number and then sent it another 35 times. So embarrassing because he was like prank calling people like he would prank call fans. And then like the next one, I just upped the ante. This is one forty-one in the morning. And I said, hey, sexy prank call me. Do it. You won't with the face like this tongue out. I'm, I don't know. I always hear that sound when I see that. Maybe that's not how it works. But um, yeah, so super cringy asking him to prank call me. Do it. You won't like how much I had so much attitude. And then um. Yeah, I just, it's, oh my God, the whole thing was so bad. So I like slowly outgrew that phase, but it took a long time. Like I liked him so much. I bought his music videos on iTunes to support him, even though you could just watch them on YouTube at that point. Like nobody watches music videos on Apple Music or iTunes. Like no one does that. And um, I still have them in my like iTunes and, you know, like, you restore purchases or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, I saw that I had like 15 of them and I was like, Jesus Christ. And I learned all the like lyrics to baby, like the, the like rap part. God, I'm wondering if I could remember it off the top of my head right now. Probably not. That's good. That's good. That means I've put some space between me and this fucking embarrassing situation. So my biggest nightmare is that one day I will come across Justin Bieber professionally because honestly, stranger things have happened and he will like, he could go to DM me and be like, hi, nice to meet you earlier. And then see the probably hundreds of messages I sent him in 20, 
9 through 2010. Pretty bad, pretty bad. So, um, yeah, I'm, I constantly live in fear of that woman. We'll be right back. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. Okay, so the cringe did not stop when I exited puberty. Like, it kept going and... This was actually probably one of the worst ones. And I'm kind of defining crush as anytime you have a you have a crush on somebody, but like you never kiss, you never date, nothing ever happens. So I'd had some like, you know, big crushes on guys in my 20s, but like if it was reciprocated, I wasn't going to count it in this episode. But this one, oh, this one is special. Um, okay, so we're going to call him Andrew. And I met Andrew in a co-write when I was dating my ex-boyfriend, the one I was with for like a really long time. And I was really, um, I like really liked writing with him. I hadn't really thought anything of it because like, unlike my ex-boyfriend, you know, I, um, I didn't cheat. So I didn't really notice he was cute. And then when my ex and I broke up and I like ran into Andrew somewhere, I was like, Oh, wait a second. I was like, this guy's like pretty pretty cute. And I talked to him and he invited me to meet his dog at this party that he was having that was like football or something. And I don't, I don't like sports. I mean, I, I can like them, but I also, it's just like, it's a lot of time spent staring at the TV, you know? And so I go over there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to be like super cool and I'm going to like bring over like a craft IPA and I'm going to look like, I was doing the tomboy thing that I did with Steven all over again. Like just trying to be like, I'm like a guy's girl. Like I like love beer. Like I was obnoxious. And so I show up and there's other people there and it was chill, but like we didn't really talk that much. And then it turns out that he didn't even drink beer. So I was like, okay, I just spent $20 on that really expensive beer. And then, um, 
I couldn't take it back with me because that's, you know, impolite. And then I didn't necessarily want to drink. It was, it was bad. So I lost $20 and some pride. But he kind of like, he kept talking to me and, you know, we texted a little bit and like, I felt like there was something happening and and I still don't think I'm crazy for that, but I'm going to go back and read these texts and see. Oh my God. I just almost accidentally called him. Oh my God. These fucking hurt. These hurt so bad. Okay. So, oh my God. Oh, these are so much worse. I should have read these before I started. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. All right. So let's catch you up to date. So I, I see him like every day for like two weeks and CMA Fest 2018 was happening and we lived really close to each other. Like I could walk to his house. And so some, like the few nights that I'd been over there, like he would drive me home and like, you know, I'd or like, he'd walk, he'd walk me to my car if I drove there. Like he was very gentlemanly. And so I just like stare at him when we're standing in front of the car or in front of my house. And he's just like, okay, bye. Like just trying to make sure you don't get murdered between the car and your house. Oh my God. And so I felt like I was pretty obvious. Okay. All right. All right. So we're like a little while into this and I had gone to the CMT awards. We ran into each other at an after party. I looked really good. He had asked my friend like about me and was like, so tell me like what's the deal with Kaylee. And my friend was like, knew I was really into him and they were friends and like whatever. So this was an infuriating thing he did. Okay. June 7th, 2018, 1 28 PM. He just sent me two hand-waving emojis and then I was like are you out and he goes because I was like CMA fest you know and he's like doesn't say anything and he just goes what are you doing and then I was like oh um I'm with my manager at this party but it's dying down I might go out with some girls after going home I don't know and then he goes LMK what you want to do and I said no you let me know haha I've been forward AF which is continuing to be forward Kaylee that's continuing to be very very forward and very awkward um okay so the next day around the same time at like 1 30 p.m he sends me the two hand waving emojis again and I was just like I'm gonna wait an hour to respond oh my god so it says 1 38 p.m and I responded to him at 2, 2.38 p.m., like on the dot. Like I waited. I bet I set a fucking alarm. I did shit like this. I'm, I was, it, it cringe. It's just cringe. And I was an adult here. So it's like not even like, oh, I was a little kid. Um, so I said, hi, what's up? Thanks for the ride last night. And then he didn't respond at all. Why send me the two hand-waving things if you're not going to say anything back, right? Like that's crazy. That's sociopathic. So anyways, he doesn't say anything. I text him back the next day, um, also in the 1.30 p.m. region, because I was like, I'm going to wait 24 hours to respond. Like, I'm, 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 like, I'm going to text him again in 24 hours. But, like, if he doesn't text me, like, I'm, I'm going to text him. And so I said, hey, do you and blank want to come see Cassidy play tomorrow afternoon with some of my friends? Cassidy Pope. And he goes, Ola, where slash what time is she playing? And I was like, oh, this is the details, whatever. And then... Um, he said, I'm down, might need to buy this though. And he sent a picture of somebody wearing one of those like hats that had fans attached to it. Like such a dad tourist hat. And I was like, you'd probably still look good though with the sunglasses emoji. And I just want to, I want to go back and punch myself in the face like a little bit. Like 
I can't believe I'm reading these to you guys. It's funny because I have a cute boyfriend now and we've been together for two years. But when I was single, this was not funny. So I say, you probably still look good though. And he goes, I decay about all that. What are you up to today? And then like we, I said, told him what I was doing. And then he just texts me the next day and it was like, Ola. And, um, we did end up meeting up at the concert. And then this is where it gets really bad. So I, we were sending gifts back and forth, which like I felt like was a millennial mating call. You know, I, I thought that was what you were supposed to do. Um, and these, I bet there's some like subtext in these. Okay. So it was really hot out that day and he sends a, oh no, I was totally reading too far into this. He sends a, a gif of this guy sweating. And then I sent Nellie hot in here thinking that was like sexually suggestive, I guess. I, I want to punch myself in the face. And then he sends this guy jumping in the pool and I was like, you coming out my pool whenever. Doesn't say anything. And then he was working with in the studio with somebody later that day, but then was like, oh, you should come by. And it was just him and this guy that we were friends with. And I was like, are you guys still working? It's like 6.30 p.m. He goes, yep. And I said, is there a good time for me to come crash the party with the devil emoji face? Which, like, I'd already, you know, we talked about it. He'd said, like, come by. I wasn't just inviting myself. And he goes, whatever you, whenever you want. And I'm like, that's so fucking annoying. Why would you say whenever you want? And then he goes, um, I was like, okay, I'll text you probably around 7.30. He goes, copy. And then this is, we're, we're at the end of this. We're at the end of this brief relationship with whatever I decided to call him. Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. Clearly not his real name. So I go over to his house and we're hanging out in his studio. He's tracking guitars with this guy that we're friends with. And I'm playing with his very cute dog, very cute, brand new puppy that I was very into. And we're all hanging out after. And in retrospect, I realized that, um, I was waiting for the friend to leave and, and they were waiting for me to leave. And I just really misread the situation. So, um, so he walks me to my car and uh, I just stare at him and he doesn't do anything. And then he gave me like a weird side hug and I was like, okay. And then I was like, I got to take one last fucking shot because this is like, this is dragging out too much. We've seen each other like every day for like a week and a half and like nothing's happened. And so I texted him and I said, kiss me next time. And he goes, you best settle down with a winky face. And I said, it's hard to when you're so attractive. Never responded. So like RIP my pride and dignity, right? Never responded. And you know what? In retrospect, I think I deserve that a little bit. I was really cringe. But he also kind of like, I don't know. Did he lead me on? Did he not? You guys let me know what you think. But that was, mm, yeah. In re- and also like he said fam a lot. Like he called me fam, which like doesn't feel like something you know, be like, what's up, fam? Like, I, I don't know, like fam, family, you don't want to be family with the girl you have a crush on, you know? So that's, uh, that's this episode, absolutely crushed. What I'm going to send you guys out on, though, is the song I wrote about Andrew. And uh, this is pretty much just the podcast in a song format, but it's one of my favorite songs that I haven't released. And this is the original work tape. So it's kind of rough around the edges, but I wanted to share it with you guys. So this one's called glass. I'm Kaylee Shore. This is too much to say. I'll see you guys next week. Showing up late to your place. Like I'm too 
pretentious craft beer So you think I was cool But turns out you drink tequila So now I'm taking a shot Pretending to be tipsy Even though I'm not, yeah I want you to lean on and accidentally touch my legs Sit down a little too close, babe, just give me anything Maybe it's all in my head, maybe you're just hard to read Either way I die a little when you look at me Wish you were on window, but you're like talking to a wall
Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.